Hello, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news, and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. I'm Brielle Jekyll, Associate Editor of Food Logistics and SDCE, and today we're talking about reduce, reusing, and recycling. And it's not often that I get to talk to a plastic packaging company that's focused on reducing plastic waste, but that's exactly what I'm doing today when, exe- when an executive from Highcone joins us. We'll dive into how the company reduces waste and how others can do the same. So let's link into that conversation now. Welcome everyone. I'm here with Sean Welch, the VP of Highcone, uh, which is a supplier in plastic-based multi-packaging systems for global beer, soft drink, and general product industries. And we are talking about something really near and dear to my heart, um, and that's plastic pollution reduction. So the company is now focusing on that old uh, reduce, reuse, recycle mantra. And Sean is here to talk to us a little bit about that uh, and a lot more. Um, Thank you for for coming on and talking with me today, Sean. Yes, Brielle. It's a pleasure to be with you. Great. So um, we just posted news of Highcone joining the U.S. Plastic Pact. Do you think that you could tell me a little bit about what that pact is and uh, and how why you decided to join it? Yes, of course. So, uh, like you, we're we're passionate about the reduction in plastic waste, and uh, we see the plastic pack as uh, an entity and a partnership uh, across the industry that is uh, really looking uh, collectively at ways uh, to reduce plastic waste. And so, um, a part of our belief in what we've seen uh, as it relates to having an impact on the environment that, you know, it's not something that can be done uh, with one entity alone. Uh, It has to be a collective across the uh, supply chain uh, and and interested parties, right? So supply chain, interested parties, municipalities, NGOs, uh, and I think it's the totality of consumers and how we interact with products uh, to to make that reduction. And so uh, we think it's a fantastic to have to be a part of uh, an entity that can bring the collective uh, interest of the industry together uh, in a way that's not necessarily what defensive as much as it is um, uh, innovative uh, in in making sure that we we keep plastic out of the waste stream so okay. uh, so we're excited to be a part of it uh, along with you know we have about 22 other associations or affiliations with NGOs and trade associations uh, that you would think that a, a industry uh, player like us would uh, want to stay away from, but we uh, we actually you know, want to engage so that we're well informed and we understand what the market uh, pain points are, and that our solutions and innovation uh, are grounded in uh, solving those problems. So uh, part of being a part of the solution and not the problem um, is is uh, where we want to be. Um, I love that because I was wondering how you would enter this space considering that you are a packaging company. Um, so what exactly are your plans in this space or, or how do you fit into the, the program or the pack? So we're, so we're, we're an activator, um, uh, which is, you know, really a thought leader around it. And of course, you know, uh, unfortunately, Brielle, we uh, at Highcone we have a, a product that has been seen as iconic. 
uh, in in terms of plastic waste, and uh, that's some degree unfortunate, but it's a it's a it's it's a product of our own success in that it's very defined and uh, is very recognizable. Um, and and while we have data that would suggest that we're certainly not a significant contributor to plastic waste and certainly in the oceans and entanglements, et cetera, uh, we don't rest on that. We, we want to eliminate it altogether. And so um, being a part of that as an activator is, is our role. Um, and we're happy to be a part of it. And, and sometimes uh, I would tell you that there's some uh, entities in other markets who, uh, I mean, you have to really qualify to be a part of it. And I'm just happy that, that uh, the plastic pack saw as I say, as a driver in, um, moving the agenda forward. Yeah, I think that's that's a great point. I, I think it really takes all of us to come together and that's companies, it's multiple different kind of companies, it's consumers, it's everyone really. Well, I, you know, again, we can't do it by ourselves. And right. uh, I think we find that across the, all aspects of life really. Uh, but uh, certainly uh, like-minded, uh, and well-intended entities coming together uh, on principle, I think we can make a big difference. Mm -hmm. So a study just came out on like Friday from Science Advances, and it shows that the United States is actually the leading source of plastic pollution, whereas other in the past, it was more thought of as China. And then also, in addition to that, China stopped taking U.S. waste. Um, yeah. But but. Not a lot of people know this. People are not like everyday consumers are not aware. Um, there's not a lot of widespread knowledge that this has happened. Um, do you know why that is? Well, I think we have all been distracted by a lot of things recently. Right. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, even as late as last night, but uh, and even this morning. But I, I, um, you know, that this is this is the the one of the things that we see uh, that is a problem uh, in the space, and that is just the education. Um, education is at the heart of the global waste issue. Um, and I, I will go back to this idea of the um, the linear, um, so a, a linear economy versus a circular economy. And uh, I would tell you that if we're thinking about things linearly, where we actually go out and extract products, we manufacture them, we consume them, and then we discard, right? And our discarding is left up to someone else as a consumer, right? There's a lot, a lot of thought process around, okay, now that I've just used this, how do I reuse it? Now, there are a group of people and activists who, uh, who actually are very, very uh, interested and in, in, in active in this space. But for the majority of, of consumers, we, we just don't know um, how um, the product is treated at the end of life. It goes away and we don't see it anymore. And if you don't see it, it's not a part of your day to day, right? And if right. you move from a linear thinking to a circular thinking, then consumers will have on, its, uh, on their mind uh, through manufacturers who manufacture products in that, in that realm and talk about the benefits and the sustainability of the circular uh, product now you see it on the you see it on the product so this is you know this is recycled content and this is being recycled and so it's reminding uh, the consumer around a responsibility that they may have to make sure that that product gets back into a circular mm -hmm. loop and not goes through a linear system where it gets discarded and ends up you know in the ocean or in the environment uh, doing harm which is not mm -hmm. uh, what was intended so um, 
you know, I think that's just really, really what you're dealing with is that, you know, the, the lack of understanding and knowledge. And then even those who do, like, so we did a uh, state of uh, plastic recycling report. You may have seen that. If not, we'll get that to you. Uh, and we do this annually. Last year was our first, first one, so that means we'll do it again. Uh, but the, the report revealed that, you know, only 5% of U.S. consumers think that everything that's put in recycling bins in the U.S. is actually recycled. So not only is there a lack of knowledge about it, but there's a lack of confidence. Uh, and so education is at the heart of it from my perspective. Okay. And now for the consumer's part, is, is that as simple as just recycling plastic bottles and things like that? Well, I wish it were that simple. Uh, it's very, very complex because for plastic, uh, there's so many different types of plastic. And so, um, you know, you can even, you know, myself who you know, in my family are active uh, recyclers and we work in the industry and it's very difficult so, for us to decipher what type of plastic it is, what stream okay. it goes in. Um, is, it, is, is the municipality going to collect it? Is it single stream? Is it separated? Uh, once it's single stream, do they toss it uh, when they get to a, uh, to a recycling center? We just don't know what happens to it at the end of life. And so um, one of the things that we're trying to do uh, with our education process and how we are launching our new post-consumer recycle content product is sharing with, uh, with anyone who would like to see uh, the process of how the product gets made, how it gets consumed, uh, it goes through the supply chain, how it gets recovered and how it gets reused, recycled in our, our recycling partners process and back to us as raw material. Um, and as, as people see that, that, uh, that visual, they, they understand that there's a, a connection to, uh, to the use and how um, there may be a responsibility uh, of source to, uh, to make sure that that gets back in a place where it doesn't harm the environment. Yeah, you mentioned how it's it's not so simple to recycle because of all those different factors. And that's exactly why I asked that question, because I have, you know, as a consumer who really cares about recycling, I, I, it's hard for me. I mean, you really have to dig into what you can recycle and what you can't and what happens, you know, afterwards. It's worked. I mean, it's, yeah. you, know, you have to be almost a scientist to be able to figure out the difference between LDPE and HDPE and PE and polystyrene. I mean, there's a lot of different yeah. uh, uses of the poly and, uh, and all well, um, very, very helpful to, the, to, the, to society um, in terms of its intended use. Right. Uh, but, uh, but again, uh, back to the end of life and uh, how we, our relationship with how we facilitate that, I think is critically important, critically mm -hmm. important. So outside of, you know, back to the fact that China has stopped taking the US, US's waste, um, outside of opting for more sustainable initiatives, specifically within companies, how has the US as a whole reacted to this? Well, we're waiting to see. In a lot of cases, I think the yeah. U.S. is, uh, is I would consider, you know, one of the bigger industrial markets, but uh, considerably behind others in terms of this activism and uh, awareness around this space. Um, but with global companies uh, who, who operate across, um, you know, across regional lines uh, who have this influence, you start to see uh, you know, just the activism and the what social causes or social value of uh, a point of differentiation operating in this market. So uh, I think it's, it's going to be 
um, the way that U.S. companies differentiate themselves in the short term uh, is through being more cause-based or sustainable-based. And uh, we think that that's the, that's the, that's the wave uh, that we'll see in, in, in business, particularly as it relates to, um, re- relates to the, the end of life mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and that process, right? So uh, we, the other thing we're seeing is through legislation in some cases, we just saw some legislation change uh, uh, passed that would suggest that there will be uh, federal funding uh, that will, will emphasize uh, the need for infrastructure uh, to to recycle plastics, right, and uh, to incentivize entities and, and companies to uh, really dive into uh, building this infrastructure to handle um, this mass waste that we see uh, moving through the system. Because we're making our product with uh, 55% post-consumer recycled content, uh, what it means is that we are now creating a market for um, recyclers to go out and claim this valuable resource uh, that so that we can reuse. Uh, we're saying to you know to the world that hey, we're going to use uh, post-consumer recycled content, and we're not going to use virgin material for all of our product. We'll uh, we'll recycle some. Uh, and over fifty percent, and the over fifty percent is really a representation of what doesn't get into the environment. So it actually gets reclaimed, put back in the process. And so as you have more companies are looking for post-consumer recycled content, you know, some, uh, some standards are 30 to 35%, we're at 55, so we're much ahead of, uh, of industry standards. Um, you'll see the value of that material going up. And so there'll be a demand for it, the value is going up, we encourage more people to get into the process of recycling. And that we think that system is going to uh, pay dividends for us going forward, particularly here in the U.S., where there's a huge opportunity. To your point earlier, when you started, to say that U.S. was the number one, you know, uh, market for uh, for waste uh, in this space. Well, that that for enterprising uh, minds, that is a great opportunity uh, to come in and and capture that. And there now is a market for it uh, through uh, the way we're looking at uh, making our products more sustainable. Do you happen to know where all that excess waste came from that China used to be taking? Like, what did we, what did we do? What did we do right when they made that decision? Well, I, I don't know that we've done anything different. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, we as a company, a country, like, you know, where does it go? I mean, I think you find landfills, you find it in that, uh, that Pacific swirl of uh, section of, of trash that's in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's incinerations that are going on in places. I mean, uh, you know, and the waste companies are held to the brunt of it, right? They're, they're having to figure out what to do with it. And, right. uh, you know, I'm afraid to, to sometimes know. So that's why I want to make sure that we're reclaiming what we can, reusing what we can, recycling what we can, uh, and ensuring that, you know, even if uh, in our product, uh, in our product composition, you know, we're working on uh, future uh, evolutions of our product line that would suggest that even if, unfortunately, in, uh, the product gets out in the environment, that it's not harmful, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, so there's a couple of ways you can look at that. But, uh, you know, we think that the recycling infrastructure is, is really uh, the way to go. It saves energy. Um, the life cycle analysis that you look at and I'll probably talk about this and talk about it now, but the life cycle analysis that we look at uh, with our product 
uh, over time, particularly when you, uh, right now, w- before we made the, the change over to PCR, um, it was already a advantaged uh, life cycle analysis versus its, its um, alternatives. But when you, when you, re- when you introduce recycled content into it, into it, it really, really changes the life cycle analysis to a much more positive um, result. Uh, just for, for the fact that you're, you know, you're reclaiming product. You're not going out raw material, getting raw material and sourcing raw material. It's a, it's a reuse scenario, which is always better. Okay. And are are you saying that's what High Cone does? Yes. Okay. That's what that's what we do. That's great. And so, how uh, what can other companies and individuals in the supply chain do to help this situation? Yeah, so I think you're doing like what we talked about in theory at the top with uh, joining uh, coalitions and um, collaborations to find solutions uh, around how to uh, get around the pain point. So um, an example would be that, you know, our plastic rings are not easily recyclable through uh, so curbside recycle uh, infrastructures, right? Uh, in certain markets, uh, in, in a specific market in Spain, uh, they have a yellow bin uh, pro- uh, process by which, you know, our products can be recycled in, in this current configuration. In other markets, they don't take uh, flexible plastic. So what do you do? And so we, you know, we partner with TerraCycle in, in Europe and in the UK and uh, to recycle, recover, recover and recycle uh, ring carriers um, through a mail-in system, right? And uh, collection points, which is, you know, investing in infrastructure is not ideal in terms of it's not curbside and that's easy, it's easy for the consumer. But in some cases, you know, those who are, who understand and want to contribute, can they, they can easily do so uh, through this process. Same thing with uh, Avangard Innovative, who is our, our current uh, partner in recycling and provides us with our post-consumer recycle content. Uh, they're also um, helping us facilitate a ringrecycleme.com program, which is in the U.S., where a consumer can go out, uh, collect uh, ring carriers, go to the website, print out a prepaid label, and mail it back to Avangard so that it puts it back into our raw material process. Those are the kinds of things that, that we start to do in the, in the beginning to raise awareness. Um, but again, uh, I think it's important uh, for us to work together to build the infrastructure uh, to move from this linear uh, thinking and economy mm-hmm. to more of a circular one. And, um, and, and just, you know, I, I think in general, just understanding uh, specifically how the packaging materials are, are impacting the environment in our supply chains, et cetera. Uh, one of the things that we see, real is we see that, you know, well-intended you know, folks are saying plastic is a, is a situation, is, is, is the trash situation is terrible and we need to do something about it. So we're going to ban it or we're going to ban a, a particular product or a particular um, manifestation of a plastic product. And uh, while that might be, uh, people might see that as, as positive, the alternatives a lot of times are worse uh, than, uh, than, that, than that product, right? So you would, you know, in, in the instance where someone would say, uh, let's get rid of plastic rings, let's replace it with uh, paperboard, for instance. And the paperboard is 
uh, 30 grams of material to hold six, six cans of bottles together. And we had uh, four grams of material to hold the, the product together. Just the change in the people have a perception that, that the more, more uh, cardboard or more paperboard is better than less plastic. Mm-hmm. And, and a life cycle analysis uh, absolutely proves that to be wrong. Uh, and so uh, you, will, you will do something you're thinking to help the environment by eliminating plastic all the while you're increasing greenhouse gas emissions, uh, in this case, by all, almost 97%. It's so hard because you just—it's so hot. It's just difficult, you know. There's there's things like that. You think you're doing the right thing, and then it turns out it's even worse. And yeah, sure. It's, it hurt. It almost like hurts my heart thinking about stuff like that. Well, that's why it's in, that's why it's important for us to be vocal, like you know, and to to have the conversation and be willing to have you know join mm-hmm. you in these these types of forums to share. Uh, as much as we possibly can, um, kind of those those situations, because that is disheartening when you're doing something you think is but is good, ends up being bad and being worse for you. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that, that's tough. But we, you know, again, we we have a responsibility to try to make sure that we are um, educating and sharing information and being responsible along the way. It makes me think of I've I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast, but I used to work at a restaurant and I live in a shore town. And so we're right on the ocean. And in this town that I worked in, they banned plastic straws, um, which was nice to see because you saw them all over the beach and and Mm -hmm. it was excessive, especially with the bars and things like that. But, you know, the restaurant I worked at, they switched to avocado pit straws. So they would take the waste from the avocado pit and turn that into a straw. But that was rare. So many others use paper products and cardboard and things like that just Mm -hmm. to try and get the cheapest option out there. Um, And so, so yeah, it's sad to see. You know, and that's the thing, like, so sometimes, you know, with new products and new development, it takes scale for the the economies to to turn into a place where you're accustomed to, right? So if you're new to it, it's going to be difficult because it's going to be, you know, more expensive. So, you know, it's, You gotta, you gotta get back to these coalitions, right? And uh, making sure that uh, people have the right level of information to make decisions, and you know, collaborate across, you know, the supply chain to make sure that, uh, you know, we're making it affordable as well. Well, I could talk for hours about this, but I think we're running out of time. That's okay. Me too. I could, I could as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I'm glad that we're able to bring attention to this topic that I think is super important. And and I'm glad that companies like you are really putting themselves uh, in a place where they can help uh, everyone. Yeah, well, we, uh, we appreciate the opportunity to talk and, you know, the, and share and, uh, and just to, to express, you know, um, in public our intent that we, we share the concern uh, that, uh, all of us share relative to uh, waste and plastic waste in specific. And, uh, and we're, we're, you know, committed uh, to continuing to, uh, to evolve our part portfolio to help uh, eliminate this issue and bring forward, you know, a circular solution that, um, that, you know, we and, and generations to come will be proud of. And so, uh, and, and with that, we continue to look at innovation, other materials, things that you mentioned, um, to test to see if we can make that work uh, and eliminate the, uh, the chance that, uh, uh, you know, the environment is negatively impacted. Mm-hmm.
Well, I think that's great. Well, thank you again for coming on today and talking with us. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm so happy Sean could join us. And don't forget to recycle. Tune in every Tuesday for our traditional episodes of Link by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executives. And don't forget to hit subscribe on the Apple and Google Playlist apps so you never miss an episode. <laughs>